0: what's up lemon heads welcome back to another episode of from the yellow chair i'm emily and i'm crystal and this week we are going to talk about a huge problem that we see all the time and we're going to kind of consider some branding fails if you will
1: absolutely just how we have seen clients or we ourselves have uh, not really bought on or bought into the true branding Things that can happen when you trust the process and how you can really grow your brand. So I'm excited to talk today with Emily a lot about ways that we've seen people not be successful with branding. Let's sip some lemonade. Let's do it. All right. So, Crystal, in your opinion, what do you think is one of the biggest major branding fails? Um well I would have to say it's probably going to be a lack of being scared of being disruptive. Mm. So like I wouldn't it, do it so- with that one. <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing it, it safe. Yes. Man cuz we have really seen some good brands either they come to us with a good brand or we pitch good brands to them meaning like cool logos or mascots or characters whatever you want to call it um cool like symbols taglines, even company names. Yeah. yeah. And the companies even, they're just so scared to be that off the beaten path that they literally talk themselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Or like,
0: they love it for a little bit. Like as soon as we pitch it, they're like, yeah, let's do it. And then like, they get too many opinions or like they ask committees and committees jobs are to help you play it safe to avoid risk. And they're like, I can't do it. Like, Everything
1: uh, you see, like their shoulders like art. shrink in. Yes. You know, well, and here's the deal. Like we all have people in our lives that we trust. So um, people that we trust their opinion or we've seen them be successful mean, um, things like that. But a lot of times I've noticed that for the most part, contractors spend a lot of time um, being in rooms that are comfortable. So Mm -hmm. very rarely are we like, you know what? Let me go into a room with people that are doing it better, making more money, growing faster. Let me go into that room. A lot of times we like to be the big man in the room or we like to be the one that has all this power. And so there's a lot of humility that comes along with rebranding. There's a lot of like just a trust factor that comes into play because listen, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So it's not easy and it does require you to go out on a limb, but I I always like to say, the more you yourself can be bought into the brand, that passion is going to exude from you. It is going to infiltrate all the people around you. Um, People have a hard time telling you how bad something is when you're so passionate about it. But if you go to your trusted group of friends, let's say, let's say you got a good group of like five friends and you go to them and say, well, you know, I hired this company and like, this is my new look and this is my tagline. You're going to have two people that go, oh, man, this is great. And you're going to have somebody that goes, "Uh, I don't know. I don't and then somebody's going to say, I hate it. And the, and they're,
0: the naysayers are going to weigh louder and, and seem much bigger and problematic in your mind than what it actually is. And I hate it when an owner might be sold on something, but then he goes to show the team. And it's like, yeah, I showed it to my team and they didn't get it or, or they don't know why we're doing this. And I'm like, well, did you just like print it on a piece of like copy paper and like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or did you like, did you show the whole vision? Like we've just cast this whole vision for you and giving you all these other ideas of how it could come to life. Like so much more than beyond this, this logo. Did you share all that with it? Well, no. Well, and how'd you present like, were you like, were you excited about, like pumped up? This is the direction we're going to go. And here's why. Or just like, what do y'all think? Like, of course that's going to get shot down and
1: killed down. Yes, absolutely. And the other thing is like, you also present like a limp noodle, like (laughs) the the energy level of a tree stump out there, you know, and like people even say like, they tell you you and I that all the time, like, man, can y'all come and tell my team? Well, let me tell you, you can tell your team with this much excitement. The problem is, literally there are really good brands out there that number one, have no, there's nothing past the good logo or mascot. It's like real shallow after that. Or there's these really good developed brands that the logo doesn't match how good the brand is. We just had one of those people at our conference. Like we sat down and talked to this company and we were like, listen, you guys have so much personality. You do so many good yeah. things, but your logo is like, rah, like boring and, and one yeah. of the meals. And they were like, well, you're going to have to help us convince, you know, Sue and Bob. And I'm like, well, let me add them. Like, let's go. Like, let's show them or, what we
0: need to do. What we've seen a lot is like people's parents, like maybe their parents started the business or their parents are still somewhat in the business. It's like how do I honor them and not disrespect them. And, you know, and I'm like, well, is mom and dad still running it? Well, no. And maybe they are, maybe they're not. But, you know, sometimes I think working in the family business that can almost be like, Hey, we can't have Thanksgiving dinner because of this <laughs> brand or bringing it up. you know.
1: <laughs> yes. And you know, um, something else like this is so rude. What I'm about to say is so rude, but so I just want to look at, so I don't go show all of the employees who have nothing to lose either way, whether mm-hmm. you stay the brand you are um, or change brands to them. There's really not a lot to lose because they're probably going to draw a paycheck anyway last time i checked so how about you ask people that maybe have something on the line but i also encourage you to ask people that have a good grip on marketing so people Mm -hmm. will be like well i asked my accountant i'm like okay the person that doesn't want you spending money those are never going to be friends of crystal and emily's (laughs) but but also like they're never like those those types of people are built to err on the side of caution Mm -hmm. and listen Y'all, I, we have seen it happen so very much to where it's just like a buy-in. So Emily, let's talk to the people listening that have a good brand and maybe they need to go to the next level. What are some things that you think are holding the good looking brands back from really building out brand collateral and brand equity in the market?
0: I think a big part is just not, uh, it's literally like you said, just a logo. So I'm always thinking about like, what are some cool like, wordings or terminology phrases that you can use for like hook lines for your offers for um, titles like maybe within your own team or like some type of give back or giveaway that you're going to give um, you know I think there's a big part to really play it up more there I think there's space for it in your maintenance club program in a community support program um, whether that's through the colors, the names, things like that, there's so much more and even like swag items. Like I could go on and on. Like literally we were pitching to a client, um, a rebrand concept, uh, just the other day. And they're like, I love how this looks, but I'm like, but I'm having a hard time envisioning what else it could be. And so literally all we did after that, was type out a Google Doc of like all these different ideas from social media phrases to giveaways to swag items to, hey, you could do this type of whatever. It didn't require any design at all. They just literally need to be like, oh, I didn't think about we could call all of our celebrations, celebrations or something like that, like these different little things. And like, that's when it really starts to come to life. And that's where people are like, man, y'all just got it going on. Like yeah.
1: everything is cohesive and- And it that- energizes them. Correct. Yes. It energizes the contractor. It energizes your team. And, and, you know, like really that is the fun side to us. Now Mm -hmm. to some people it's kitschy or it's corny or whatever we want to call it. But really the power here is in the fact that your brand, you have something to say, even if you even if you can't afford a rebrand right now, you still are pushing out a message into your market. And so control it and take it deeper. Um, And then those of you that are getting ready to remarket or rebrand soon, I would start now identifying what are other people doing that stands out in your market so that you can go a different direction. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if people are doing like big community support or other mascots, or they've wrapped all their Vans neon green, whatever that looks like, let's focus on those things. So when you get ready in the next few months, you're like, well, they already were doing these things. How can I differentiate myself in other direction? But getting excited about branding is so invaluable to the growth of the brand Um, because you have to have passion behind it because it wears off. The new wears off. I tell everybody this about social media, too. Um, You will start off pumped up, excited, doing graphics, making posts, being organized um, for about 31 days. And then you're like, this sucks and it's a lot of work. And you're like, oh, my girl in the office is going to do it. Well, no, she's not. She'll do it for, she'll do it until it gets hot. Yeah. Or until it's, until there's water freezing everywhere. Right. And then all of a sudden she can't make a post for four weeks. And then she forgot about posting in general. And here we are again, it's a vicious cycle. Mm It was the same thing with branding. Like guys, there are companies that are doing great revenue, seven, eight, nine, ten million eight, nine, $10 million, $50 million with not so great brands. So Mm -hmm. can you have a profitable business without a great brand? Yes. But I always think, man, imagine what they would be doing if they had a good brand. How could it be? How good could it be? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, So, yeah. Well, one thing you said, you know, like,
0: you mentioned like looking at your competitors and like, how can we do something different? And I, yes, that's a hundred percent true, but like, I'd also encourage people look at your community and how can you do things differently? So like, for example, we're talking with a client there in Louisiana. He's like, well, what about like LSU colors, like purple and gold? Like everyone loves LSU around here. And I'm like, no, we do not want to blend in with anything no. LSU or like here in Nor Texas. Are we having Texas, a tiger no. as our mascot. Yeah. A tiger, <laughs> no. We're not going to be Aggie land heating and cooling because there's everything else is Aggie land. We're not going to be maroon or, you know, and and so we want you to stand out in the best way possible. So we're not going to suggest colors that's popular to a school or a university or, you know, here in East Texas, everything we have is a pine tree. So we're not going to suggest a pine tree as the logo. The First Baptist Church is a pine tree, plus the family dentist, plus the East Texas Tire. They all got a pine tree. That's and the nothing pharmacy and the vape shop. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> so for sure, no, that's great.
0: Yeah, you got to find something that can make you truly unique. So not just amongst your competitors, but also in the community amongst everything
1: else that is around you. Yeah. And, it, you know, guys, a good point that Emily, makes. sure you just have to look for opportunities. All right. So mm-hmm. look for opportunities and and buy into that, how you're going to differentiate yourself. And so, you know, uh, logos are one thing. Branding, colors, style guides, all of those are important. So I had a client the other day that is sponsoring her school's robotics team, mm-hmm. which is a cool thing. But and they do a lot for it. Like they built out a whole media kit. Like I was so here for it. Um, And, but then I look on them like, what logo is that? And she's like, oh, I had them change my logo. I'm like, what, why, why would we do that? Because guys logo is retention, right? So it's just, Mm -hmm. you see it over and over and over again. So if every time they see a van or a logo, it's going to be in a different color, a different shade, a different uh, font, like absolutely not. So you've got to pick something that looks good that you love. That is readable. That is not overly done. Okay, and that's got to be what people see every single time. The only time I make an example for this, and Emily might, might have to disagree, to, agree to disagree. Like if you're going purple for Alzheimer's Awareness Month, and you change everything purple, but see, you're doing it for a specific reason, not just because today I wanted to be neon yellow, like. Lemon seed, we rarely change our color unless we might be having to do a black and white version for a print that's not in full color. But all of a sudden, you're really not going to see lemon seed marketing be in orange. Well, but
0: so I'm all for if you're going to change it like, you know, for purple, for Alzheimer's awareness or something, but you have to execute it out well. So are you at the Alzheimer's Association walk? Are you posting on social media about Alzheimer's tips, things like that? Don't just change your color purple. And then no one be like, why? Why are they purple now? Well, we thought about, you know, doing it for what? Like, as long as you can bring it full circle and make it make sense and like make some buzz and some spark and some noise about why you went purple for that cause. Then, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, But don't do it haphazardly.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Don't don't get in there and be all over the place um with stuff it's just don't change it every month like no no and like anyway there's a lot of ways to get lost there don't (laughs) don't do it just don't do it if anyone says can I change your logo no I want you to practice that can I change your logo no unless it's and
0: we're gonna make it better for you then yes Yes. yes. yeah oh yeah
1: unless it's crystal and Emily my bad true (laughs) um also another thing is like uh you know people will contact you and say um I think that your logo you know doesn't fit here so like if you're a round logo so this Mm -hmm. is a challenge so like for a while mcwilliams my family's company was a circular logo well you know what that's really hard to do is put it on a billboard okay because a billboard is rectangular and so there are times when you probably need to look to someone to help you build out the iterations of your logo but again that that instant appeal graphic appeal i think is important and um You can still kind of save it in a lot of ways. It's just trusting the experts to do that. So that's on the logo and the colors and all of those things. Same thing goes for van wraps. Um, You know, we have some clients that are like, man, if I rebrand, like I've got to rewrap all these trucks. It depends. If you're changing your name and your whole color scheme and everything about your company, yes, you probably need to rewrap. But if you're doing a refresh of it and you're freshening up the font, the color, maybe and like just brightening it up. I would then do a schedule and look through those vehicles to say, you know, these five vehicles are going to be with me for a long time, but these two are about on their last leg. Like Jimmy, you know, he has to crank it 30 minutes before he's (laughs) ready to roll Like, Don't rewrap that one. The one that's got smoke coming out the tailpipe, don't, you ain't got to rewrap that one. Um, But the newer ones you should rewrap. I always say the more vehicles you can rewrap, And get on the road when you announce. And like all at one time, like this infiltration of the market, it is freaking gold. It is amazing. So financially preparing yourself for what that looks like and what you can afford to do is a very cool part of a rebrand or a relaunch. So I I encourage you there. But also, Emily mentioned something, too. uh, Social media is another place that your brand story is really told. and. Meaning if you're a very fun, loving, like joking company and everybody's friends and you high five and it's a very positive environment, but you get on social media and you're like, hi, I'm Crystal with yellow. Number one, I sound like I also sell funeral plans. Okay, so it's just not the same. So make sure that your energy level matches your energy level. So don't feel like just because you're outspoken and energetic that that can't be what goes on social media platforms. It needs to, if you're passionate about your team and you do things for your team all the time that are fun and engaging or bonuses or whatever, highlight that on social media because it's all how everyone is experiencing your brand, whether it be visually with your logo or on the phone with your CSRs or your social media channels or direct mail verbiage. All of that has got to be cohesive Um, or else you're just not setting the tone. You're setting a conflicting tone more than anything. Well, it's the language
0: and the way that you write is just an extension of the brand. It's your personality, if you will. So like, I remember giving an example a a while ago, um, and I was looking at two different airlines websites, and they were talking about the snacks that they serve on the airline. Okay, same thing. But one of it was like, Lavish yourself in indulgent Bavarian pretzels, da da da. And so like, it was very formal and kind of, and the other one's like, hey, we'll toss you a bag of peanuts, like, and move on. You know, it's a very much more relaxed. So, like, they're saying the same thing. We're going to give you snacks, but it was in a completely different, it was setting a different expectation with my interaction with each different one. Not in a good yeah. or a bad way, but it needs to represent, if you are that fun and friendly and have some personality to your brand,
1: don't let Chat GPT write it in a super formal. Like, who wrote this? You know, one hundred percent. And like, you know, if you were to say, you know, enjoy warm Bavarian pretzels, you ain't on Spirit Airlines. Yeah, <laughs> those are like, like, like the exact opposite. <laughs> But yeah, if Spirit Airlines was doing that, indulge yourself in lavish. You'd be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like y'all are lying. Yeah, yeah. Like, so listen, I do, I do have to tell this story really quick. So, right, my husband and I were flying from Miami to Orlando, and I will not name the name of the airline, but it would be like the final. Okay, so <laughs> well, first off, was it like a ten minute flight? Yeah, forty minute <laughs> little little jumper flight. Um, so I go in there and I'm like, so I fly a certain airline. And I'm a little particular about it. But this one, I was like, man, it's 40 minutes in the air. Like, just get me there and get me home. I'm fine. Or get me back to here. So um, I walk up to the to the gate and they're like, all right. And this is during 2021. So everybody was still finicky about masks. But he said, the person at the gate says, all right, y'all know the drill. Put your mask on. Don't try to get on here without a mask. Everybody's got to wear it. Keep it on. Put your seatbelts on. Don't ask any questions. We're glad to have y'all. And I was like, um, are you <laughs> really like, sorry, am I bothering you here being on this plane? Yeah, excuse me, sir. You know, and then I get on my regular plane and they're like, good evening, everyone. Welcome. We're going to be calmly boarding groups one through three. I'm like, amen. You know, you're back to it. <laughs> but honestly, the, the ticket was $68 a piece. I mean, what did I think I was getting other than somebody's cousin um, that probably was out of prison. This was his first job to say, Y'all going to get on the plane and y'all going to like it. And y'all ain't going to ask me no questions. So you got to set the tone, right? So if you've got technicians pulling up to houses and trash is falling out and a cigarette's hanging out of their mouth and their shirts all unbuttoned. And then you say, well, ma'am, that's going to be $600. Those two don't match. Correct. Yeah.
0: They, they find value or they, they have a perception of what they think the value is worth based off of, you know, how you speak to them, the language you put on social media, the way the technician looks, the way the truck looks, you know, it's all related. And I think it's a super undervalued piece yeah. of marketing and running a business as a whole, to be honest, you know,
1: absolutely. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed chatting with us a little bit today about branding. Listen, Lemon Seed, we love the branding side of things. We love helping you bring your company's idea, your company's brand, who they are, who you are, your identity, to fruition, help you really grow it through community support, social media, great graphic design, and just good strategy to help put that out there. And so thank you guys for listening. We hope if you're enjoying everything, you leave us some reviews. Tell us what you think. We'll see you next time. Bye.